0: welcome to edge of the nest a podcast for those ready to spread their wings and experience the fullness of life's journey hi we are erica and cassie two souls on a shared mission to nudge ourselves and others by recognizing growth as a process that is ongoing vulnerable conscious involves a community and happens in tandem so come on in and let's take the leap together hi everyone it's cassie wilcox here I am here alone today without Erica, and that is by design. So we're going to be trying something new with our podcast. Every month, we are still going to be offering you a full episode that includes both Erica and I, and sometimes even guests, which you're going to actually find out a little bit more about um, for the later this month, we will be having a, a guest feature. So we're definitely going to still be doing that every month. But in addition to that, every now and again, we are also going to be doing what we're going to be calling quick thoughts, where one of us comes on, and instead of it being focused on a conversation and, and going into depth about things, it'll be more presenting something that's on our mind mind that maybe a strategy focused um, just again it's very quick it's very practical and one of the things that has been on our mind a little bit more lately is this idea of supporting ourselves from going from fall to winter And, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, Eric and I, we we talk a lot about being connected with nature and it's really helpful for us to look outside our windows, um, get outside and notice what is nature doing. And I just can't help but think about the squirrels right now and how can we be like the squirrels and begin planning ahead? Because they are working very, very intensely right now, gathering their nuts and you know burying them and doing all the things that they need to do to to prepare themselves for winter and in many ways we have some things that we can be doing right now to prepare ourselves of course we're not squirrels that live outside and we don't necessarily have to worry about storing food per se um, it's actually more about how can we prepare to support ourselves emotionally and physically um, well beyond food and well beyond shelter into the winter and especially into the holidays, which of course really is um, is very much wrapped up into the winter season and You know, especially thinking about the fact that the winter solstice will be coming up on December 21st. Now, you know, that might feel a ways away from now, that's probably, what, six weeks-ish from the time that we publish this episode, and yet it's going to come really, really quickly, and the winter solstice really is a signal for us to remind ourselves to slow down and to let go of whatever it is that we you know, have energetically been um, holding on to, pushing forward, say, through the summer, for example, and through into the fall. And it's more about going inward, slowing down, and doing our human version of hibernating, right? It's, it's not the same as a bear hibernating, but there are some parallels. And theoretically, a lot of us have more bandwidth right now than we will Go, coming into the next month or the next, you know, two months during the holiday season, with Thanksgiving coming, Christmas if you celebrate Christmas, um, Hanukkah if you celebrate that. Of course, there's there's lots of different holidays that are going to be upcoming, and so many of us theoretically have more bandwidth now. Now you might be saying, Cassie. I never have more bandwidth. (laughs) And that might be true. Um, I understand that we, we can get stuck in a pattern of feeling low bandwidth, and yet if we think ahead and we plan ahead, we might be able to identify that, oh yeah, actually I have a little bit more bandwidth now that I can invest my time and energy into to maybe help the the more difficult times that are about to come just due to busyness. I mean it's a you know theoretically it's 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 a lot of good things that are coming, right? Um, time off, kids being off of school, having more quality time together, being able to potentially see family members or friends or whoever that you don't normally get to see. So it's a lot of good things, but of course there's a lot of stressors that come with that as well. And so I guess the thing is is it's helpful for us to, again, be like the squirrels. Now the squirrels are collecting the nuts. Let's be like the squirrels, but collect our thoughts and collect our experiences and kind of put them all out in front of us metaphorically and decide which ones are working for us right now, which ones have been serving us right now. And then how do we, once we've identified which ones are serving us, how do we develop a non-negotiable plan so that those experiences, those strategies, those routines, those habits that we've been using that are serving us to continue to be that way? And how can we hold ourselves accountable so that we are supporting ourselves not just now but into the holiday season and into the winter? So with this quick thought episode, I just wanted to share some strategies that either myself or erica have been holding in the back of our mind or have been actually doing taking action on now that have been really helping us and these are things that we intend fully intend on continuing to use into november, into the rest of november and into december and quite frankly for the rest of the winter so one of the examples of non-negotiables for me are my lifestyle habits that have been informed by the trish- traditional Chinese medicine approach and so we could unpack that pretty pretty deeply but for now we're just going to leave it at that at this time of year of course we know that it's getting colder outside right well in, in Chinese medicine in traditional Chinese medicine we are reminded to be in synchrony with our natural world so as our natural world is becoming colder we can use strategies to keep ourselves warm and this helps move chi and this helps our overall well-being both physically mentally and emotionally so examples of this now that it's getting colder i'm focusing on having warm drinks rather than ice water even though i do love my ice water i try to keep that for the summer months the hotter months I'm also focusing on more warming spices such as ginger, cinnamon, cardamom, cloves. I'm having curries. These types of warming spices, again, keep our insides warm and keep the chi flowing. Also, instead of having raw and cold foods, I've now transitioned to having more warm and cooked foods and I'm dressing more in layers. Families that see me on a regular basis are noticing that I pulled out my scarves again to protect my neck, which is the back of our neck is considered our windgate. I'm wearing more sweaters that I can just take off if I need to, and I will be wearing more hats very soon as well. We want to keep the top of our head, the back of our neck, our hands, and our feet as warm as possible. And then related to this idea of us being in sync with our natural world, also prioritizing sleep is very important. Now I am somebody who generally prioritizes my sleep regardless of the time of year, but especially as it's getting darker earlier and we are having more dark hours, it is a reminder to me that nature is cueing us to get more restoration and to just rest more in general. Another thing that's very important to my daily routine is um, breath work or restorative movement. So I call this for myself morning movement. So instead of seeing it as a workout to burn calories or burn fat or build muscle, anything like that, I'm really focusing on more connection to my body through my breath and through specific muscles. Now, what I'm really focusing on is activating my inner core. Again, we could unpack this so much more in another episode, but for now, I'm just going to let you know that when we activate our inner core, which does, by the way, require that we move in conjunction with our breath, it's a part supports back health, core stability and balance, pelvic floor health, because by the way, any of us women who have birthed our own children know that we are postpartum for the rest of our lives. So supporting pelvic floor health is an, a life go a, a lifelong journey. Also. Activating our inner core regulates and balances our nervous system. It helps us with mindfulness, presence, and grounding. It helps us lean into our feelings and notice our thoughts and live vulnerably and authentically. And it's just generally hmm, a great way for me, at least, I notice it, it helps because of all these reasons. It helps me take the edge off of any daily life stressors. It's almost kind of like emptying my stress bucket just a little bit. Now, movement might include things like yoga, maybe specifically yin yoga or restorative yoga, or maybe just plain old dance, or going for walks, really any movement with ease. Anything that brings you joy and that has ease to it. Not necessarily always easy, but at least there's a flow to it. Now, for me specifically, I get inspiration from a specific Instagram account called Our Fit Family Life by Julie Baird. She's a fitness instructor, but she does a lovely job of providing ideas for activating the inner core um, and, and how we synergize, synergize? Hmm. Not so much the word I was looking for, how we move in sync with our breath. So again, it doesn't maybe you're you're a yogi and you really like that. If not, then what is the movement that you can find that can again be about restoration? Another area that is very important um, to me, and I educate people on it all the time is getting in our minerals, so minerals are just as important as vitamins, and for many reasons that we won 't go into right now. More and more of us are becoming more depleted or deficient in certain minerals. Um, examples of these, but it's not a, it's not a um, complete list, would be things like magnesium, iron, iodine, uh, copper, chromium, the proper amounts of sodium, things like that. So minerals are very very important, and again, our it's just unfortunately our food. Supply in general is just becoming less and less rich in these things and so it can be really helpful to supplement or at least to be intentional about getting the minerals in. So if you're going to supplement, you might consider things like trace mineral drops or capsules. You might even want to look into something called an adrenal cocktail. If you don't know what it is, a quick Google search will help you find it. It's pretty simple to make one um, and it has nothing to do with alcohol despite the fact that it says cocktail. (laughs) So check that out. Also, being more intentional about eating foods that are rich in minerals can be really helpful. So, I mean, the, the list is really long. Again, you could do another Google search to just find um, out which, which foods that maybe you enjoy and that you could just eat more of might have minerals. So or ha- might be rich in minerals is what I meant to say. So examples are nettle tea, like stinging nettle tea, um, sardines, pumpkin seeds or even molasses. So hey, if you really like pumpkin bread, for example, just make sure you get some molasses in there because it's gonna be helpful to your body and hey, it's delicious. (laughs) And like I said, the list goes on, so you could look into more of that, but just understanding that there are certain foods that are richer in minerals and they're really important for us. Uh, Minerals help our cells function optimally and they help us manage our stress, interestingly, especially ones such as magnesium. Another strategy, it's kind of an overarching strategy, is the idea of taking things off your plate by delegating to others. I imagine that many of you out there listening are women. Of course, men, you are, I'm so glad if there are men listening, I'm I'm so glad to have you here too. So you're very welcome to be here, of course. But um, one thing that I noticed more as a female trait it's more women that I think that report this, is the idea that we hold it all, right? Especially, you know, if we're running a household and we're homeschooling or we're running a household and we are um, and we're working a full-time job or whatever it might be, right? There's just, we have a lot on our plates and so, and we've kind of learned to be able to hold all of that on our plates, and yet it's helpful for us to be reminded that we don't always have to hold everything on our own plate. It is okay to put some on others. So this is just a reminder, basically, and, and the how-to's, right? So I'm reminding you, but I'm also gonna give you some suggestions. So it's helpful to remember that we can communicate with our partner. If you do live with an adult partner that can help out, it's really helpful to communicate your needs, your wants, your ideas, and it might be difficult logistically to communicate that. I mean, I know in my house, you know, my husband and I both have full-time careers and even though we spend almost every single night together, I mean, we see each other and we, you know, work similar uh, work hours, it still can be difficult to remember to communicate all the things. So one thing that we've implemented more recently is actually a whiteboard in our kitchen. And that's been really helpful because we are able to communicate what needs to be done. And then when something gets completed, we can just check it off so that the other person knows we don't have to try to remember. And it also, for me, Is really helpful because I tend to be the person who holds all the things in my brain so even if I'm not taking action on all of those at any given time I'm still it's still constantly circulating in my brain and so for me to be able to let go of that and just put it on the whiteboard it has been really really helpful also when we're looking for help and we're looking um, to delegate it's important that we notice that sometimes it's not easy to receive the help and we can just notice that and honor ourselves and give ourselves permission for that help, to receive that help. I'm just saying that in case that is a hang up for anybody. It definitely was for me and only with practice did it become much easier for me to say, yes, you can help me do that and then of course when we are delegating things out it's important for us to really harness the concept or the mindset i should say which is done is better than perfect things will not always be executed the way that we want or the way that we envisioned when we are delegating it to other people but a lot of times not always but a lot of times as long as it gets checked off the box or the box gets checked off that's the most important thing so done is better than perfect Also, prioritizing and managing our expectations, especially as we get closer to the holidays when our plates do become fuller and fuller. You know, would it be great if we could get all of the things on our to-do list done every day or every week, whatever it might be? Of course, that feels so good, but realistically, that doesn't happen very often. So we can have our, we can kind of prioritize. We have our to-do list and the top things Are of the highest priority and then there's extra things that it would be great if they got done on that day or that week but being able to manage our expectation around whether that actually happens or not can help with our stress levels also when we're looking to delegate help from others we don't just have to look to any adult partners in our household we can also look to our kids regardless of their age it's really helpful for us to identify developmentally appropriate ways that they can help so if we have young kids they can help by bringing plates to the sink. Or you can put a basket full of, a laundry basket full of clean laundry in front of them and maybe they can at least pull out the socks for you. For older children, maybe they can help wash the, uh, run the washer and dryer, or they can help put away clean clothes or empty the dishwasher. And you know, if you've got a teenager, specifically one that can drive, maybe they can help with errands, or they can help cook dinner, or at least they can plan their own lunches, whether that is making sure they have enough money or packing their own lunch. Another helpful thing that is very important to me and is very much in the forefront of my mind now, um, especially as we are preparing for the holiday season, is building in our margin time, building in space for the unexpected to happen, because the unexpected is going to happen. People will get sick, things will become a higher priority and will affect our productivity with the things that we really wanted to do or needed to do and so if we build in that margin and make sure that we are not overfilling our plate now that will help our sense of overwhelm or lack of overwhelm into the holiday season when again our to-do list is going to be much longer and so this is particularly something that I have to put a lot of conscious effort into. Um, I am an extrovert. I really like being social. I really enjoy being around people and doing things and going on adventures but gosh sometimes I overbook unintentionally and then I actually kind of resent my own decisions. So I'm being extra extra cognizant of that for this holiday season. And then finally, let's just remember that our relationships, whether it's with partners, family, other family members, children, friends, anybody, our relationships are seen as biospheres. We live in these relationships. So just like we would tend to a garden, let's make sure we're tending to our relationships accordingly. So let's make sure that they're getting the equivalent of being watered, pruned, and getting attention and that we repair when necessary. You know, when we... When there's something going on in the garden, in the summer garden, um, and we notice that a, a plant is not thriving, we notice it. We pay attention to it and we try to figure that out. So same thing is true within our relationships. And if nothing else, just making sure that we're doing joyful things together can be very, very important for our well-being. The power of shared joy is real, you guys. So let's try to find even just those five minutes of joy together. That's going to help build our resilience as we get into the busy season. So that is the end of our quick thoughts. Um, But you know, it's fun. I, I just wanted to offer one more idea. Um, related to a phrase that is said by one of Erica and mine friends, but she's not just our friend. She is our life coach. So Erica receives life coaching from her and I also receive life coaching from her. Her name is Monica Gill and she talks about it as when we're creating our to-do list and our expectations of the day, the week, whatever it might be, we're not only asking ourselves, what do I have to do today or this week or this month, but what will bring me life today? or this week, or this month. Not just what I have to do, but what will bring me life. Because yes, some of the things that are on our to-do list just need to be there, regardless of whether we enjoy them or not. But we can also approach life in a way that is... Um, empowered. It's self-empowered. What do I get to do? And that's not just putting the rose-colored glasses on. That's about acknowledging that we have the power to co-create a life that feels good to us. So what can we put on that to-do list that is both important from just kind of a black and white perspective, but also is uh, meaningful to us and, and brings us fulfillment. So the reason I bring that up is because Monica Gill is going to be our special guest. And on November 15th, you are, going to go, you are going to get an extra episode from me and Erica. We're going to be on with Monica, and she's going to be sharing about what life coaching is and how it can be helpful. And you will get to hear a little bit about my personal experience and Erica's personal experience with life coaching. And we just want to shout from the rooftops that you do not have to be in crisis or in survival mode in order to benefit from life coaching. And in fact, if you invest ahead of time, it can actually build in that margin for you, it can build in that resilience so that when you face the hard things that happen in life that are just gonna happen, that you might just really be happy that you've invested prior. So I can't wait to rejoin later this month with you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and have a great beginning of your November.